This morning, I'm going to tell you from memory all the names of the stars in our galaxy. <laughs> in alphabetical order. <laughs> I realize that I have a better chance of doing that than fully explaining the holiness of God. It was A.W. Tozer in his book, Knowledge of the Holy, who said, we know nothing like the divine holiness. It stands apart, unique, unapproachable, incomprehensible, and unattainable. The natural man is blind to it. He may fear God's power and admire his wisdom, but his holiness he cannot even imagine. But this morning, we are going to scratch the surface of this topic, which is so intrinsic to the character of God. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to Isaiah chapter 6 and verses 1 through 7. Isaiah 6, 1 through 7. And we will all read it together. The sermon this morning would go verse by verse through this particular passage. Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 7. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Who was Isaiah? Isaiah was one of the major prophets of the Old Testament. He talked about Jesus from his birth to his death. He was the one who said the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah was the one who said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah was also the one who said, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Tradition says that Isaiah was sawn in half to death by the king Manasseh. It is this Isaiah that saw the Lord high and lifted up. Let's read verse 1. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, lofty and exalted, with a train of his robe filling the temple. Who was King Uzziah? King Uzziah was the last spiritual king that Judah had. He was a righteous man, became king at the age of 16, ruled for 52 years, half a century, and then he died. He was the last righteous king that Judah had. But when he became powerful, 2 Chronicles 26 and verse 16 says that he became a proud man. 
And when he became a proud man, he thought that he could enter the tabernacle of God and perform the sacrifices by himself, which he was not allowed to do, which only the priests could do at that time. But Uzziah got into the temple and thought that he could do the sacrifice. And as he was trying to do the sacrifice, he became struck with leprosy and he died a miserable death. And the Bible says that in the year Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. One speaker said that it is not surprising that within four years of the death of Uzziah, that Rome was founded, signaling a shift in power change from Israel to Rome. Ever since his death, Israel went into spiritual decline and they never recovered. And it is in this context that Isaiah sees the Lord high and lifted up. Verse 2, Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. The seraphim were a class of angels that are not mentioned anywhere else in scripture. Seraph means to burn. It implies their dazzling brightness. And these seraphs were standing above God, unlike the creatures that are described in Revelation chapter 4, who are standing around God, the seraphs are standing above God. And there are these seraphs, and they have six wings. Now, God makes anatomy for a specific reason, what R.C. Sproul calls creative economy. So fish have gills, and birds have wings. Why would seraphs, in the presence of God, have six wings? With two, they fly. Yes, that we can understand. How about the remaining two pairs of wings? The other pair of wing was to cover their feet. It was a custom in Eastern monarchy that when you stood in the presence of a king, you would cover the lower parts of your body. And that is what the seraphs were doing. They were covering the lower parts of their body in humility as they were standing before the king. This is in stark contrast to Uzziah, who thought that he could come in and offer the sacrifice in pride. The third pair of wings that they have were to cover their eyes. Why would they want to cover their eyes? Because they could not look at the glory of the holiness of God. Remember, seraph means to burn. So they were dazzling in their brightness. And yet, even the seraphs had to cover their eyes so that they could stand in the presence of God. Moses once wanted to see the presence of God. And so he went up on a mountain and asked God, Lord, show me your presence. And what did the Lord say in Exodus chapter 33, verses 20 through 23? But the Lord said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of a rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen." God had to cover Moses for Moses' sake. Because Moses, if he saw the glory of God, he would die. 
He was allowed to see the afterglory of God. Just like when we drive into the sunrise or the sunset and we use the sunshade of our car to hide the brilliance of the sun, we can manage to see the afterglory of the sun, but not the sun itself. In the same way, Moses could never see the glory of God because he would die if he saw the glory of God. The fiery, dazzling seraphs themselves had to shield from the overpowering glory of God. Verse 3, And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. There is the word Lord in verse 1. And in verse 3. In our English Bible, we don't know the difference because they both spelt L-O-R-D, L-O-R-D. But in the Hebrew Bible, there is a difference. The word that is used in verse 1 is the word Adonai. Now, some translations that we have have capitalized the word Lord in verse 3. So in verse 1, you have capital L, small O-R-D. And in verse 3, you have capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, showing the difference between those two words, the Lord. In verse 1, Lord means Adonai. This is the most exalted title for God, the supreme title for God, the sovereign one. In verse 3, the word Lord means Yahweh, the name that was revealed to Moses, translated in the English as Jehovah. In Psalm 110, verse 1, it's hard for us to see that difference when it says, the Lord says to my Lord. But actually what it means is the Yahweh says to my Adonai. The term Adonai has been used interchangeably for God the Father and for Jesus. Before we go on, let's read two other verses. Isaiah chapter 6. And verses 9 and 10. And as we read these two verses, pay attention to the words themselves because these words are repeated elsewhere in scripture. What I want to do is to read those other repetitions and try to bring together a coherent thought. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 9 and 10. He said, go and tell this people, be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts in turn and be healed. The two other repetitions where this passage shows up in scripture is in John 12, 41. It says, he has blinded our eyes and deadened their hearts so that they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts or turn and I would heal them. Then John adds this sentence. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Who did Isaiah see? He saw Jesus. The other place that this verse is repeated, in Acts chapter 28, verse 25, the Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your forefathers when he said through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. There is the Holy Spirit mentioned as being there. So when Isaiah was seeing the Lord high and lifted up, he saw God the Father, he saw Jesus the Son, and he saw the Holy Spirit, the three in one. And that is why the seraph said, holy, 